get to camp now, right, Leg? Okay, if you wanna if you wanna hop out as soon as this car moves, yeah, we're gonna give them bracelets. Okay. Thank you. That's what it sounded like this past Sunday in the parking lot of the Promenade Shopping Centre in Thornhill. Carload after carload of Jewish families arrived and dropped off their kids' camp duffel bags. These are being shipped that day up to a sleepaway summer camp in the Muskokas, 150 kilometres to the north. Some parents handed over clear Ziploc bags containing their kids' medications, and then staff members snapped a colour-coded bracelet onto the camper's wrist. They have to wear it the entire time they're at camp, It has a tracking device, so staff can check on the camper's whereabouts. But also this year, the camp's clinical social worker was on hand at drop-off to meet each family. Because these days, with children dealing with anxiety, eating problems, maybe severe homesickness, and other mental health challenges, some Canadian Jewish summer camps have fortified their infirmary teams to be able to do a lot more than just treat bug bites. This feels like finally we have a normal summer ahead of us. But that's not to say that kids didn't struggle for the past few years with all of the restrictions and the changes that were so unprecedented. So I feel like this year we're going into camp with, we're much better equipped to deal with all kinds of issues. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, July the 4th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Welcome back from a long Canada Day weekend with bad smoky air quality, crazy thunderstorms with hail, and you should check out my Facebook page to see the video. It's really something. And for many families, it was also the week when they pack their child up and sent them, or are about to send them, to sleepaway camp. For all camps, it will be the first summer since 2019 without a COVID hangover. No masks, no bubbling, no testing, except maybe for head lice. And there is the new worry of smoke from forest fires, though, adding to the stress, whether your child or your grandchild is a veteran camper or going for the first time, which is why many Canadian camps now are offering mental health teams, such as in Manitoba, where Camp Massad, north of Winnipeg, have hired Rabanit Dorit Cosman-Rose with her master's in social work and training in psychology. She's also bringing her emotional support dog, Elula, to camp. To find out how mental health is now part of the overall Jewish summer camp experience, I caught up with Linda Fishman. She's a clinical social worker in Toronto. She runs a four-person team this summer at Camp Shalom in Gravenhurst, Ontario. We spoke in the parking lot after the families had left, and she offers some tips, including what you should do as a parent when you receive a letter from your child, kind of a hello mother, hello father letter that they're having a bad time. You've been here listening to the parents for the past three hours. How did you think this year went in terms of um, their nervousness, their anxiety? What are the issues they're telling you? Well, a lot of these parents have been in touch with the camp leading up to tomorrow, which is the first day. And I would say that meeting them has just, for them put their minds at ease that we know who they are we know what they're worried about and we are getting ahead of as much as we can so that we can set their kids up for success so for categories what were some of the top things people were talking to you about today without names of course of course I would say that people are obviously concerned about their children's medical circumstances and have been reassured. We had two of our doctors here today, but just meeting them in person today was fantastic, having them here. And, you know, there's other things that people are worried about. 
there's anxiety, there's children going to camp for the first time, there's concerns about whether or not they're going to make friends or have friends. There's all the normal, usual concerns when parents are letting go of some of that control and handing it over to the camp. And I think we were able to really reassure them that we are going to stay as connected as we possibly can with the campers and with them if needed so they can have peace of mind. Us, we didn't have this issue of screen, you know, phones and and constant being in touch with your kids. How does camps now navigate that? I think it's an important choice. I think children need to learn how to talk to other kids rather than text them. I think that they need to be able to learn how to live with other kids and live in a community type of situation, which camp offers, surrounded by lots of love and kindness. I mean, that's the core fundamental values of the camp. And I think it's really important to turn off all that technology and just have fun and do activities and be busy and laugh and sing songs and cheer all the things that camp does is there anything particularly that you guys had training in or having training in this year differently than previous years or more intense certain topics well i would say that for most camps there's a lot of additional training now being offered regarding mental health, which I think is incredibly important, and I'm really happy that we're able to do that. We have four people on our mental health team at camp. We call ourselves the Camper Care Team. And the reason I think it's so important is because, especially coming out of COVID and several years of a lot of um, control that parents had over their kids and also that lack of control that that finding that balance I think a lot of people are really worried about their children and want to make sure that if they are feeling anxious or they are dealing with anything that's affecting their peace of mind that there are people who have the skills and the training to deal with it at camp we not only are there during camp to address these issues as they come up um, but we get ahead of a lot of them we know what we're what we're going to be dealing with in terms of some of the issues that kids are bringing to camp. And so we're doing everything we can in advance to help the counselors and all of the staff understand what they can do to make sure that this camper is feeling safe and understood and validated. So we had not only the four of us in the past week there for training, but we also had several psychologists, child psychologists come in and do some unbelievably fabulous training for our staff and the feedback I'm hearing from the staff is they feel really excited and well prepared to deal with anything that is out of the ordinary for camp you know um, anything that is in any way making kids feel like they either aren't able to stay at camp or they're feeling excessive amounts of homesickness or using language that kids often use now like um, anxiety or whatever whatever is potentially stopping them from participating and really having fun at camp, I think the staff feel much better prepared now to deal with it. So when you see like a lot of parents come with the bags of in the clear bags of the medication, you know, every kid has whatever they have to take, every camper. But is there any 
tips, advice you give about whether there's a lineup and you take your Ritalin or, you know, how, how medication is doled out? Because that was always, I remember, anxiety um, producing. If you are one of the kids that has to go take medication every day or whatever, do you know what I mean? Well, I don't think that's an issue for us at Camp Shalom. I think what we're doing differently, um, we started doing this a couple of years ago, is we have what we call Club Med. Club Med is sort of like a first aid area and a med administration area. And it's very friendly and, and it's very open. It almost looks like an ice cream bar when you walk up to it. Um, it's not our health center. It's not our infirmary. It's not where kids stay if they're not feeling well. That is in a separate area. This is just open and fun and I don't think there's any shaming involved. I don't think any, I've never seen any kids reluctant to go to Club Med. I think, in fact, it's just part of the day. And our staff at Club Med are super friendly and welcoming. And I don't think it's an issue at all. What about the parents and what things they should or shouldn't say at drop-off? What advice had you been telling people so that they don't make their kids more nervous? Well, we actually sent home some very detailed ideas about what parents should and should not say. And I guess to summarize it, what we want to do is we want parents to encourage their kids to step a little bit out of their comfort zone and be okay with the fact that it may feel a little bit uncomfortable at times. There may be times where they are a bit homesick and they feel a little bit sad. But that's something that if they can push through it, they will feel really proud of themselves and they will be doing it surrounded by very supportive, loving staff members and other kids. And and it's amazing to watch how other kids will really try to come to the rescue if one of their campmates is feeling homesick. But overall, we want people to understand that this is a skill that you learn along with so many other skills of independence being away from home is something that they have to learn how to master one day they may go to university and have to live by themselves and we want them to have a toolbox of of ideas and ways to do that and they can learn that at camp surrounded by a lot of support and we've spent a tremendous amount of time with our staff giving them ideas about what to talk to the kids about if they're homesick how to so prevent for example it. So, for example, um, nighttime is a really difficult time for a lot of kids. They're tired. uh, That's where they go into bed and they start to think about their family and they get homesick. So we are having a lot of our kids do um, journaling. The whole cabin's going to do it. And basically what we're doing is we're getting them to write down a few things that they feel really good about with camp things that went well maybe some accomplishments from the day an activity that they tried that they were worried about trying and it went well or a food that they tried that they didn't ever try before or somebody who they were able to make smile or laugh and just something that they feel really proud of themselves about it's a private journal it's something that each kid is going to be able to write in on their own and what that does is it gives them a chance to focus on the things that went well that day and the things they feel good about rather than getting caught up in worrying about home and being homesick you know my philosophy as a social worker is that anxiety or worries 
are going to control you if you don't control them. So what we're doing is we're giving them tools to control some of that. And, you know, it works. It works with gratitude journals. It works with this type of journal. And the counselors are excited about it. They're, a lot of them are planning on doing it themselves. And there's other strategies as well. Like we talk to them a lot in their training about how to reassure kids and how to comfort them. And as far as parents, when you get a letter that says, uh, you know, the hello mother, hello father type yeah. of letter, which our younger uh, listeners probably won't know, but it's a famous letter that everything's terrible. And then, oh, I'm going swimming with whatever right. the guy's name was. So how, what should parents do when they get one of these letters that I'm sad, I'm having a bad time, the weather's terrible or whatever? Kids will often write a letter. And in that moment, when they're homesick, they write it. It gets it off their chest they put it in the mail and they're back at whatever activity and they've totally forgotten about it the parents get the letter and they're grabbing their car keys already and we're saying call us and we will check on your child and they have to also be reassured I, I can't speak for other camps but I know that we will call parents if we feel that kids are immobilized by homesickness and we will make sure that we work with them to help their children get through whatever tough times so getting a letter doesn't mean that it's it's an ongoing issue it's at the moment that's how they felt and that's what kids often do okay is there any other advice about what you should be sending with your children let's say um during the the let i guess you can send letters or packages or whatever um no packages, no packages. so pictures what kind of things should you send so that they don't miss their house too too much because you'd like parents are off to Italy right or they're having fun without you parents certainly should write letters kids love getting letters but they don't do well when they get letters like I miss you so much I can't sleep and the house is so silent without you here and even the dog misses you and the dog won't eat like we've actually seen those kinds of letters the letters that make us laugh so hard that parents or have told us about is when they write letters and say the internet is down the, t the cable's not working so there's no tv um, the air conditioning's not working the house is so hot we're so bored there's nothing to do here you're so lucky that you're at camp and even though the kids i mean i've had kids say to me i know none of that is true but it's funny because it shows that the parents are really encouraging their kids to do this in the in the best way they can and to push through any tough times because it is hard it's hard even for staff to be away from home and to live with other people but what a fabulous life skill to learn and at the end of it all they feel so proud of themselves and and what speaks volumes for it is to see how people are sobbing at the end of camp because they don't want it to end this camp being in camp is a super social activity a lot of kids are not mr and mrs social they're introverts or they're home people they can't handle especially people who are maybe on the autism spectrum so how do you deal with those everybody brings their own personalities their own likes their own dislikes we have staff that will jump up on a picnic table and cheer and we have other staff that will sit quietly on the grass and and clap their hands and sing along quietly with kids we can't try to fit everybody into one category of what works for everybody but the beautiful part about being at camp is that the pace is not what it is in the city it's much slower it's much more 
it's it's relaxing actually to be up at camp and there are some times where it's very raw raw and there's tons of spirit at Camp Shalom like it is through the roof but for kids who find that too much there's also lots of areas to go and sit and relax and watch it from a distance and that's okay as well I think that we've made space for all kinds of personalities and and we're trying to respect the individual differences in everybody so how often should parents go to bunk one or the whatever your camp uh other camps they use these services that have pictures and sort of try to find the kids because that's the other hard part is trying to see if they can see them on the internet right right well it's funny because we have some parents who are going to check pictures all day long every day and then we have others who at the end of the day they'll scroll through and if they find their kid great and if they don't well the kid maybe didn't want to pose that day or the kid was busy doing other things and didn't stop for the camera so there is no right or wrong I think people obviously are going to do what works for them and what feels right for them right and that'll be a whole other the drop-off is a whole other issue so top three things you should do when you drop off your child well the, the most important thing is to make sure that the child or children know that you believe in them and that you believe they can do this and that you're proud of them for and this is only for the kids obviously who are a little bit apprehensive the kids who are jumping out of the car and racing onto the bus I think the most important thing is to just give them that give them that hug and let them know how proud you are that they are such awesome campers and how happy you are that they're going to have such a great summer and then go home and yeah be sad the house is quiet well I hope that people aren't sad I hope people feel really good about their choice and that they feel really good about their kids being well taken care of and that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily sponsored by Metropia integrity community quality and customer care And we'll end with some advice from this Toronto family. They didn't want their last name used, but we met parents Michelle and Aaron and their son Ethan. He's 12 and a half on how to have a successful summer. Thanks for listening. So I was noticing that you were worried a little bit about something and you were talking to Linda. What are your big top, let's say, three worries about camp for your kids and then for you? Um, so I'd say it's, it's less about worries. It's more about setting them up for success and, um, you know, watching out that they are like doing the activities that we've signed them up for, that they are keeping, you know, eating properly, that they are, I don't know, that they're making friends, that they're engaged. Like those are all kind of the things you, you're sending them to camp and, and entrusting them in the hands of, to some degree, strangers. Um, and you just want to ensure that they're happy, healthy, happy. Yeah, trying exactly. new things, enjoying themselves. Yeah. Are they nervous? Would you, would you say, how did it go the last couple of days? No, I wouldn't Overall, say so. Yeah. I think our daughter might be a bit more nervous than our son at this point because he's experienced it a few times now. But I think they're both excited and, you know, ready to experience the summer. Are there things that um, is going to be hard for them? Do you think, like, no phones or that's something? I, we didn't have that issue right. when I was growing up. But. Um, I don't think it will be hard for them. They, they expect it, and it was actually, they recognize the the positive of not being on screens you know they they came back from camp last summer and it was very refreshing for them and they're anticipating it they know it so they see the positives of it for sure okay and then so what do you guys do how do you cope with your nervousness now that they're on their way well tomorrow not not overly anxious about it just really happy for them you went to camp already before right is it okay if i ask you yeah so what's your advice for families that let's say this is their first summer that they're sending their kid in terms of how the children should 
be prepared and they gotta get used to the campers so like ask the counselors to like show them around and like have fun obviously um and everybody gets homesick so it's fine to be homesick and yeah just have lots of fun how did you cope with homesickness or how did they help well i sent a lot of letters and it it helped me and i also brought pictures of my family to camp yeah that was when you got those letters how did that how, how did you navigate that uh in the letters he didn't actually express being overly homesick like you know previous years he may have said a bit but we also knew that he's you know he's there with friends and with cousins and his sister eventually and that it's a normal it's a normal part and that not to it's just one letter it's one kind of snapshot and it will get better and if there was anything more significant we would hear from the camp 